hello, 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 beautiful, magical beings. I'm super excited to have you guys here today for my little podcast, Chat and Play with Jen Holmes. So I met Jen a couple years back through an Akashic Record group that she held. And I actually met her through one of my dear friends, um, Danny Wild, who has been on the podcast several different times. She invited me to this group called Akashic Code. Um, Danny was one of the co-founders of it. And so I obviously loved Danny. So I immediately joined and I loved it because it gave me a fun, safe place to play and share my channelings and, and things like that, where I had a beautiful playground to, to do that. And this was my first introduction into Jen. And I have since done several other programs done by her. One was a heart-centered rose immersion. I did higher octave with her, which was all about 5D business leadership. And Jen is actually my business coach. And this may be shocking to some of you, maybe not. <laughs> I have not had a business coach since I've been doing this work through, you know, owning my own fitness business and, you know, the mystical realms, the healing, the shamanic stuff that I do because it never felt quite right because, and you'll learn through listening to Jen talk, she has a very multidimensional 5D approach to business, which I love. And that is something that I truly needed and somebody that was going to be with me walking this path as I share my creations and my flow. And one of the things that I loved about talking with Jen, and I've worked with her one-on-one -on -one through um, Akashic readings and things like that. And even though I channel the Akashic records for others, it's nice to be held in the space to have somebody outside of you just hold you and you can receive. And so through doing that, one of the things that she uncovered, she said, you, you know, you're not like most, you're not here to niche it down and you're here to find your own flow, which as a heavily planeted Aquarian being, I love that. <laughs> Somebody that could see me and honor the cosmic, quirky, creative, abundantly always flowing with channeling information. She saw that in me. And so through this beautiful story weaving and telling that Jen takes us on, you will see what she's really passionate about and how the Akashic Records brought her to the work that she is doing. So just a little bit about Jen. Jen is a 5D, multidimensional, high vibrational leadership, entrepreneurship, business coach. So Jen Actually, she has a degree in psychology. She spent 10 years in corporate and she lives in the countryside of London. So her first, you know, initiation into coming to this is she went through a coaching training certification where she started to really develop her ability and her channel from the Akashic Records. And Jen will tell you that, you know, she operates way more heavily from like structures and strategies and that very beautiful sacred masculine container of holding, executing and doing the things. And this is why she is the beautiful complement to what it is 
that I am because I operate very heavily from the sacred feminine, not in an unbalanced way. This is just part of my mission. This is where I operate very heavily from. And so for me, it was important to kind of put out my feelers, send out my desires, you know, what Esther Hicks calls or Abraham Hicks, you know, rockets of desire, launch those out. And that is to call in a team that could support me and anchor in the vision that I have for my business and myself. And Jen does that so effortlessly. So as you listen to today's episode, you will hear her journey. You will hear her visioning on what it means to be a 5D entrepreneur, leader, whatever it is, you're stepping up into that arena. You don't want to be held by the constraints of traditional cookie cutter business formats and all of that. This episode is for you. So sit back, relax, and just soak in this beautiful information and the energy that we co-create together. And I hope that you enjoy this chat as much as I did. Hey, Jen, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. I think today is going to be a really good topic and conversation, especially for those of us listening who are business owners or maybe right now with the climate of um, the planet, like really thinking about maybe I should like work for myself and start my own business. So I would love for you to tell people a little bit about you and, you know, just a little bit about how you got started in working with entrepreneurs and what brought you to this place in your life where you are today. Mm, Absolutely. Thanks for that. So my background is actually corporate. So I worked in standard skyscraper, nine to five business suit. You're kind of like middle-aged men as my boss, you know, that kind of like (laughs) five for like 10 years or something like that. And to be quite honest, I I actually did enjoy it for what it was, but I've always had this entrepreneurial bone in my body that I just couldn't get rid of Um, and I just in 2016 I quit my job I sold my flat I left the city I basically just completely committed to this path of the entrepreneur and from there it's 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 kind of like been challenging and enlivening and this, this kind of crazy roller coaster and throughout this whole experience for me it's brought me into a deepening of how important it is for us to flow into the space of 5D creation. This, you know, we've been through the whole bro marketing manipulation, um, you know, pushing people and, and coming from that energy of really misalignment in our creations and see moving through that and then seeing okay now is time for this new paradigm now is this time for creating from integrity from holding people up in their highest service from you know co-creation with them and coming from self-belief in our creations and from that feminine led place that is birthing through us in our creative process so that's kind of led me to this mission that I feel like is coming it's honestly just coming through me it's like okay I'm just opening the floodgates for you to come through I'm <laughs> Um, into the world. So that's a little bit of a backstory, I suppose, for where I came from. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. And I've worked with you in the past and I know that working with the Akashic realm, the Akashic records is a big part of your work. And so 
for those listening who maybe don't know what the Akashic Records are, can you talk a little bit about that and how that is a foundation of the work that you do? Mm, Absolutely. So the Akashic Records is something that I discovered in 2017. And it happened just for a little backstory of how that happened. I was literally sitting on my sofa one day and I had this book about the Akashic Records. I was like, oh, I'll just look into this. And it sort of said, ask a question just from your mind and then answer it. And then ask this question from having your Akashic Records open. And the difference in the answers was just phenomenal. It was something was just coming through my hand. And from there, I was like, oh, channeling, that's a thing. So, <laughs> so then I kind of opened up into that space. And, you know, a lot of, you know, I said before that this is flowing through me. This is what the 5D is. It's kind of opening ourselves up to this truth that lies from our soul space, from the, our team that's standing behind us. And is like, you can do this from, and when you come from that integrated, embodied, um, respectful place of your, of your body and the creations that want to come through you, it, it, comes in with so much power and really that's what the Akashic Records for me is is all about it's tapping into that soul record of what your soul wants to create and then we live in this 3D world where we're like okay well how can we do this from the highest integrity with our soul and when we do that it's just like flow and it just things happen and synchronicities and I know everyone will know about this but sometimes it's really nice to hear it explicitly and be reminded because it's so easy to forget when we, we get caught up in our stories and a lot of the resistances that we face on the day to day, I suppose. Mm, I love that. And with moving into this 5D paradigm of leadership, entrepreneurs, and solopreneurs, where do you think this energy is really going to be taking us? Like, what do you see as far as those who are ready to step into 5D? Where do you see us? creating foundation from leading from and what do you see that looking like I love that you know for me the the 5d you know as I shared there when you when you come from that soul space it's almost like the space of no mind right like we're not expecting things or like controlling things or um bringing this kind of manipulation into our creations we're we're standing in that fully embodied place beyond the stories and touching into that this you know as I'm saying it it sounds so incredibly like woolly but when you (laughs) you are in that energy and you're actually in the light of that energy and you're calling it through into you animate yourself through it right like you actually Mm -hmm. bring it into your body which is in itself quite challenging for many women and at the moment myself included because we've been so used to overriding our bodies, letting our mind just control everything. When we actually allow it to flow through us, it it just creates this kind of energy and quantum leap in our creative process that is what probably most people would kind of describe as like a miracle, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And for me, one of the biggest, and this is something that I really emphasize in my work, is like, what is play here? Because your soul isn't in this space of, Oh, like I need to get the funnel at this and I need to and like getting all kind of like robotic about it and really ungrounded it's kind of like what is friggin play here like how can I have fun with this what are the different things that I want to pull in and weave in here and now oh, here's a little thing that I can um, draw in like maybe I could try this little Facebook funnel over here or maybe I can try you know reaching out to or DMing people in this way and there's kind of all these different ways that we can 
interact and play in our environment. But one of the, and when we kind of come from that space, our environment becomes this self-reinforcing place of self-belief. So then we're feeling strong in ourselves to then create forward. We're then um, enlivened to go out and actually do some more research. Like, oh, I'm learning about what marketing is. Like, what is all of this stuff that's going on? We're aligning with our cycles. You know, like for me personally, I've read this book recently called In the Flow, which is all about the feminine cycle. And um, essentially men operate by the... Um, circadian clock which is 24 hours and women have the circadian clock which is also 24 hours but we also have this thing called the infradian clock which is a 28 day cycle which is why we have that experience of like the first week is spring summer autumn winter it has a sense of that in our cycles so really being mindful and discerning and calling in this kind of respectful co-creation with our body because our soul would never do anything that would mean that our body is suffering through our creative process right so we're, we're really mindful and discerning for how we're calling in all these elements and on top of that, you're actually, your creations are working in alignment with the earth, with other people, with, you know, cause we don't operate in this like self-contained, self-centered bubble. We're actually going into this expansive place of creating into the world. So you actually call in the elements of earth. You're like, okay, well, how is this actually gonna support earth? How is this gonna further humanity and everything that you're doing? So it gains momentum, it gains energy behind it. And we're aware and nuanced around that. And we're starting, people are starting to feel it I just I don't know if, if you sense that yourself like mm -hmm. there's this movement that's happening in some way like in the, in the entrepreneurial world particularly in like feminine entrepreneurs and mm -hmm. there's a mindfulness and a feeling and almost this um divesting and stuff that isn't like this like we just don't like we're actually physically repulsed when we actually see it coming into our environment and into our field and we're like oh no thanks so it's kind of flowing anyway like it's just happening so it's bringing yourself into alignment with what you sense is already happening for me, for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. And I love that you bring in working with our cycles as females, like our bleed cycle, our moon cycle, whatever you want to call it. And then, you know, being in this coexisting fear field with nature and the elements and this aspect of detaching from this rigid structure of this is how it has to be. This is the only way to be an entrepreneur. This is the only way to market yourself. Like the, these limitations. And for me, I love that because I flow way more with what's, what's more fluidity in my feminine energy. Like I'm very much this, I love freedom. I love spaciousness. Um, I don't necessarily love like sticking to schedules, which I have to, because I have calls and things. And if I don't write it down, I'm like airy fairy, like up here. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot I had a call today. Um, but I love that there are people like you that are out here talking about it and saying, you know, this world is shifting and we need to open up ourselves to shift with it. Like what once worked, worked in, in this energy, but we're moving into a new energy. So how can you shift? How can you adapt? And you're really holding people in that space. And so for people who are listening and maybe they're wanting to start a business or maybe they are already established, what are some ways that we can start to hold ourselves to start to dabble or taste in what this 5D experience will feel like in our own work 
or just ways we can start to bring it in to embody it? Like, what are those things that you would help somebody with if they were to drop in with a call with you? I love that. Yeah, that's, and I love this, this, you know, cause we've spoken in concepts quite, you know, quite in depth here. So let's see like, around this, like, what does this look like? What are you actually doing when you're like in five people? Mm-hmm. So let's start with the, you know, if you're just starting out or if you're perhaps pivoting in some way in your business and maybe something's not working or you're really confused at that beginning bit, like, where do I start? Like, who do I, who, what, what, what's going on? Nine times out of 10, when I'm on, a, when I'm kind of working with clients around this, the they haven't gone deep enough with their own story. Like they haven't, they have touched the themes, but they, they, or, but they haven't necessarily drawn through those themes into how this is really influencing the way they're showing up, the thing that they're really impassioned about, the, the transformations that they want to create for people, the thing that they're like, I can't stand seeing this in the world and I want to actually do something about it. And when you come from that place of your story and connecting with it, you're, you're coming from a place of power. You know, it's funny because I was talking with my shamanic group yesterday and they said, they were talking about how your, your wound is your power if you allow it to be open and to allow things to flow in and out. And this is what it feels like for me. It's a little bit, you know, like our wounds are like, oh, I don't want to touch that or I don't want to look at that. And that was kind of in the past and I'm moving into this new space. And it's like, yes, and when we move through a space of like, you know, closing that wound, but then speaking from the power of it, it becomes like the greatest gift that we have. And I, and often I see it's kind of like, well, I want to create this thing. And there's this like real rush to get into the future and what it's going to look like. And it's like, yeah, but how can we draw through this thread of all of the choices which your soul has made to get to this particular point in your life to then weave it through into your your powerful, most creative process as you're going forward. It goes into your messaging, it goes into your social posts, it goes into the way that you speak with your clients, it hits this beat over and over again that creates this really powerful creative funnel for all of everything that you're creating in your business to come through. And people are like, yes, she's my person. Yes, I want to work with her. And if if that's not there, there's a sense of not taking ownership it's underlying, but it's there. It's like, well, what's her, what's her backstory? What's the ownership that she needs to take? And how can I, you know, there's a, there's an underlying sense of not distrust as such, but it's more kind of like nervousness, you know, whereas where you come into that powerful place of pulling that through, it's like, so it's like, boom, 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 boom. Yes. Like I'm ready calling it and I'm yeah, I'm ready to go basically. So I think for me, that's a single best place to start and just weaving on from that it's something I love, I just so believe in, is that everyone has in them a niche. Let's not say it, call it a niche necessarily, but it's like a unique medicine that wants to come through you. And when we touch that story, we can begin to articulate how our products and services take this person who's in pain over here, who really needs someone to help them in some way and take them out of that pain, this A state, let's call it, and move them through a transformation that is profound into this after state where they're like, wow, I've just created the, I created a husband, I've created income, I've created a business. I've, there's a, a real thing that's happened in real life that they've actually created through joining into your ecosystem in your world and into your messaging. So that then weaves through after the story has been owned in some way. And there's a lot more beyond that, but I would definitely say that's, if you're in that point of pivot or you're in that point of starting, for me, that's such an important foundation, foundational piece of calling in that 5D energy to what you're doing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I know like, because I've worked with you in the past, and I've done containers, like you're very like big and helping us like drop into like getting out of the like up here, the air, the intellectual piece and dropping it into your body. Like what wants to be birthed through you? And I know that you've talked about in the past, it's like the ideal client that you want to serve is a past version of yourself. So what did that version of yourself need? What, what did you desire? Like what types of healers, leaders, guides were you desiring to call in? And like when I work with people and I do that, like, that's like what I think. And I think my my biggest underlying thread with the work that I do is I want everyone to have their own unique expression and own it. Because sometimes I feel like this new age spiritual community, because something I'm, I'm really deep into is there's this, like, there's this only one way there's oh like this person channeled this. That's it. That's the only timeline. And it's like, well, like there's multiple, there's multiple. So what are you getting? Because there's this, cause I know for myself, there's been this like, oh, I can't talk about that. That's too out there. No one else is talking about that. So it's wrong. So we cut ourselves off at the knees before we even take the first step. And so that's something that I want people to feel really comfortable in is cultivating their expression, developing their channel, trusting. And I always tell people too, it's like, you know, I may be guiding you. I might be a couple steps ahead of you, but I'm still walking that path with you gaining and fostering that, that deep trust with myself. And so as you have went along your journey, what has been your relationship with finding your own unique expression in this, you know, coaching world, this entrepreneur world and finding your own unique voice and being like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm going to talk about it in this way. Not a lot of people are, and that is okay because I always remind myself, sometimes we get insight that is on the quote unquote leading cutting edge of things. And if we don't let it channel through us, then we may not be doing the due diligence of that divine guidance. And maybe people don't understand it today. And maybe we're planting seeds for later down the line, but it's not up to us to decide when people get it. We're just here to be that divine spark. Mm. You know what I love about this question, Nicole, is that it's so flowing from the point of your unique medicine. <laughs> your, your unique medicine is around expression and like calling in your voice, like calling in your movement, like not being held in, not holding, being held down by that box. And the question itself is so telling of, your story and your unique medicine in your business, which I just, which is why I love it so much. And what I, what's interesting about this question for me is that, and perhaps this will give heart to some people who are listening, is that I've been terrible with expression. Like I haven't, it's something that I've struggled with. I've had all of the stories of like, who cares what I have to say? What has this story got to do with anything? Am I just saying this so that I'm sound like I'm selling stuff is it really out of integrity that I'm sharing this oh I don't really like how I look in that picture maybe I won't share it so it's not that I've not got that anymore I've still got it but I'm moving with it I'm dancing with it I'm like hmm is this a story is this true or is this a story Mm -hmm. who might be touched by this post if I actually post it and for me the biggest perhaps what might be helpful to share his here is how do we move into that place where we have those thoughts, which we all have, 
and we still do the right like we just take the action right we take the action that our soul's just like do it do it do it do it (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) like because we we know it's whispering in our ear like go for it and for me there's a few things that this comes down to the first one is like having yourself surrounded by the right people like if you've got some kind of mastermind or mentorship or container or even like a free Facebook group or just some kind of community that is just cheering you on. It's just like, yeah, you could do it or that you're watching them and they're doing it and you're like, oh, they're doing it. So I feel, you know, it's expansive. You can actually tap into that space, that same energy and have that sympathetic resonance. I suppose you might call it with them. Um, The second thing is kind of like, for me, it's the mindset piece. So there was something that I saw the other day that's really resonated with me. And that's, if you start to not feel imposter syndrome, then you're not playing a big enough game. Mm. And for me, that that is it. It's like, we're never not going to feel imposter syndrome because if you're at the leading edge with your soul, you're going to be like, oh no, mm-hmm. oh no, this is not good. This is not good. But you, you acknowledge that and you know, it's just you're human. You kind of nurture your inner child. You're like, I feel you. I hear you. I know this is challenging. And then you move into that space with discernment. So, so for me, that, those are a couple of the main ways that I, that I kind of move through that feeling of it, wanting to express myself. And also remembering it's not about you. You're here as like this divine conduit for some kind of medicine to come into the world. So I'm trying to not swear, but like, get out of the way, basically. <laughs> like, don't swear. And like move out of the way and just allow it to come through you because you're actually here in service of planet earth in some way either directly or indirectly and so stop making this about you jen it's actually not about you this is about the people that you're here to serve the mission that you're here to fulfill in whatever way that wants to flow and you're never going to know it in advance so just take that step and then take that step and then take that step and this is something that i feel like it's not like a one-time thing (laughs) wish it was but Mm -hmm. it's an everyday thing that you face and this is why I feel like entrepreneurship is one of the single best ways to move through all of your shadows and stories in like one exponentially challenging but liberating way (laughs) yeah I, I love all the parts you touched on especially with imposter syndrome like because I love that just like that little tweak that you put in there it's like if you're not having imposter syndrome, like if it goes away, you're not stepping in to that higher, bigger purpose that you're here to do, because that's something that I've always struggled with is this, like this, like little, this little thing on my shoulder telling me like, who are you to do this? Who are you to talk about this? Who are you to lead this? And it's like that feeling of like, Ooh, are like, are people going to be like, mm, I, I don't see her as this leader. Like, what are they going to think about me? So I have that still too. And I always tell my clients, if you have anybody, a guide, a teacher, um, a coach or anything that tries to make you feel, or they tell you that they have eradicated all of their shadows and they've done this and that I'm like, that's bullshit because I've been doing this for 11 years and every new level of self. Maybe the one thing that bothered me last year, I'm, I'm very consciously aware of it. So I'm like, yeah, I see you. I hear you like, okay, but there's some, like I unfold a new layer and there's something deeper where I'm like, shit. Okay. Like I gotta, I gotta look at this now. And you're right. Like being a person that is here to deliver a message, to be of service, whatever way that that is, when you hold yourself in that capacity, you will like unequivocally start to see 
your shadows, the parts that you want to hide about yourself, the the self-talk that you have, the negative self-talk that tells you, you know, that you're this, you're that. And then that's when we have to stop ourselves and say, where did I pick this up? This is a story. Where did I, where did I agree to this belief? And that's where that mindset work comes in. And you know, to anyone who's listening, like you may have that, those talks up, but the more that you become aware of it, you become aware and you realize when it's happening. And so then you can ask yourself, is there validity to this? Mm. Am I really not good enough to launch this offering? And I always take myself to worst case scenario. Okay. I launched this thing. What's the worst case scenario? Well, no one signs up. Okay. That's the worst case. So, you know, yeah, exactly. And, you know, and as an entrepreneur, we've all had our fair shares of, you know, quote unquote failures of launches where we were so fucking excited and maybe we got one person to sign up or, you know, maybe we were so excited and it didn't go that great. And, and for me, like, I always find that when I'm getting ready to do something really big, my ego wants me to drag my feet and it's like, and I'll find myself slipping in and doing self-sabotaging things. And then I'm like, nope, I can do this. And it's like, once I release that and burn that out into the world, I have this massive energy surge that sweeps up from the bottom of my feet and releases out of my crown. And it's like uncontrollable shaking. Cause I know that that birth moved out this creative life force energy out of me. And so whenever you are birthing things outward and what, what is like your process, what helps you stay really anchored and grounded? Cause I know that you have really good processes like about, you know, yes, there's this concept, like it may not be the way that you are feeling and envisioning it. It may shape and morph into something else. So how do you allow yourself to just stay tethered to this thing that you're feeling, but detach from the outcome and the result and let it move and flow into what the divine manifestation of that is going to be? I feel like that question really leads on really nicely from that. The last thing we were talking about there, because you know, one thing that we don't <clears throat> consciously realize until we actually look at it is how much we've been trained just through our school system, through work, if, you, if you've if you worked previously, um, <clears throat> before you've moved into entrepreneurship, is it's not set up for you to do the behaviors that you're actually supposed to be doing <laughs> to be a successful entrepreneur. Like when you're in school, it's like you have to get permission to go for, to the toilet. So one of, just something as simple as that over and over again, you have to ask, you have to ask, you have to ask, you have to ask, you have to ask. And then suddenly you're in this world where it's like, you've got all this creative freedom. You can do whatever the hell you want. And everyone's like, eh. but like, <laughs> who do I need to speak to? Who's going to, and I literally had to, with one of my clients for the day, I was like, I had to write her a permission slip. I was like, this is your permission to launch the product. And I was like, here, and I put it in front of the, the camera on the, on the thing. She's like, oh, thank you. That's just what I needed. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're in this place where we're, we're always looking for permission. We've been trained into this space of, um, like not taking risks, being terrible, you can't fail anything. You're, you're kind of, you go into an exam and it's like, you have to get this right the first time or you're never gonna get into that college that you wanna get to. So we don't wanna launch anything because they're like, oh my God, what if it fails? Oh my God, what if someone says no? And then, and then we're just going down this constant process of battling our basically inherent, our training that we've been through. So in answer to that question for me, it's like knowing that that's what I'm contending with. So I don't actually put so much pressure on myself. I'm like, okay, it's actually a lot like over how old am I now like 35 years worth of training here that I'm completely unraveling so 
giving myself that grace, not only that, all of the energies that are happening, we can't see that are moving through us, like um, past life trauma, um, energies that are stuck in our body from childhood, little little um, traumas, little things that we know you can't have that ice cream. No, you can't have the ice cream, whatever. Now suddenly we're like, oh, I wouldn't ask for that. I feel guilty. I feel like I'm actually, you know, all those money stories, um, energies that's happening in the cosmos, energies from um, other people's decisions, what's happening on the earth, things grief in the earth because of like the environment. There's so much that we're actually moving with on in any given moment that just coming into that knowing in itself just gives me, when you come, it takes you out of that pressure of like, I have to do this now. Because when you go into that space of, oh, I really have to do this, or I need to do this, or like, if I don't do this, I'm not gonna get the income, or oh, you kind of go into that space. You then take that shift out of that timeline of alignment and soul creation and play and fun into so slight, but that diff, that slight shift out suddenly just takes you out of that flow that you want to be in where all of the ideas are coming and the confidence and the play and the fun and the, you know, that, that kind of thing. So for me, that it, a lot of it is a mindset thing. And if we go down to kind of nitty gritty, I suppose about it, I, I have, you know, like my morning routine is very important. So, so funny. I saw your Instagram the other day. I was like, she has the same morning routine as me. <laughs> <laughs> Turn on the salt lamp. Yep. I do that. So yeah. So kind of, you know, setting up my altar, um, you know, calling in my soul, calling in my spirit and working on this thing that I, I've come to feel on a subtle level is, you know, we've got this 3D world that we're looking at. Then we've got the energy that we're playing with in the aura and just mm -hmm. like creative energies and things like that. But then there's this other energy that's even further down and it's almost like the building blocks of the reality that we're going in. And we're kind of going into like quantum stuff here and law of attraction and stuff like that. But creating on this level, on that lowest of low levels first, where you're visualizing, you're seeing like clear energy streams, you're like opening up portals. You're, I mean, this all sounds like I'm, I'm listening to myself now. I'm like, Jen, if you heard yourself like five years ago, you'd be like, well, what is going on? But <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> good. I'm glad. And I feel like your audience will understand this. Um, so really working on that fundamental, almost like Minecrafty, like base level of like the building blocks of reality and trusting that when you put the time in for like five, 10, 15 minutes in the morning to clear out your channel and clear out everything and start your day from that space of possibility, everything after that is actually super aligned and potent and even if it turns out to be a like crappy day you still know that was for the highest and best because you did your best to start out the day really well mm -hmm. so I mean I would say that's probably one of the most important and foundational aspects of yeah coming coming into that place of expression and setting myself up well for it mm -hmm. yeah I'm the same way like um I like to just be very like fluid with like my morning routine, but there are certain things I do. Like I come down, like I turn on my salt lamp and if it's chilly, I turn on the fireplace. I start brewing my coffee and then I light incense. And like, to me, like that just like, just sets the tone and just makes me feel grounded and dropped in. And for me, it's really important to drop into my body because I can be like up here, live in my upper chakras. Um, and that's probably why I'm also in this lifetime as well, a fitness instructor, because that keeps me very grounded and in my body. Like I could be having like the most quote unquote, like off day, like energetically, especially the past couple of weeks, there's been just like a lot of stuff going on on the earth grid and just, you know, 
the political climate, there's a lot. And it's like, I feel like I'm growing more and more sensitive. So everything just hits me and I'm, my normal practices weren't working, but I could be having like the worst day. But the moment that I do my dance class and I leave, I'm like, oh my God, I feel so much better. Like for me, I have to move my body and it's not like a, I'm making myself. It's just like, I get to move my body and like, it makes me feel good. It's not like I'm forcing myself because I know what awaits for me on this other end. When I'm done, I know what is there when I'm moving through the process. And I think that what you're touching on is it's just, it's all about allowing yourself to curate and find your flow with your alignment. And that's what I like invite people into doing is creating what I call like your, your joy list. What are the things that give you an unlimited expression of joy? I don't care what it is. It could be something super simple. It could be something really big. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. This is your list. And looking at it and being like, okay, great. These are things that bring me joy. This makes me feel in alignment and grounded to self. Am I actually even doing these things? And how can you start to implement them? Because the more that you implement them, you integrate them, you embody them. And that does something on a cellular physiological level on a mental level, an emotional, all of those levels. And I think that's really important. It's the things that people talk about that make them feel in alignment and good and grounded and whatever words they want to attach to it. Those are coming from their own experiential lens. And you can take that as inspiration, but don't take that as the only gospel that gets you to feeling whatever it is that they're saying you're that they feel in attaching yourself to that. And so I think that this just gives people the invitation to explore what makes your soul feel good. What makes you feel aligned to what it is that you desire? Because to me, I'm like, we're always aligned to something. We're never out of alignment. But when you say you're out of alignment, what you really mean is I feel misaligned from what my soul desires. Mm -hmm. That's what you're saying. So I like, I had that epiphany. I don't know how long ago, like a year or so ago. Cause I was like, you know what, what does that even mean? When someone says I'm out of alignment, I'm like, it's not like you're hanging out, floating in the ethers here by yourself. It's a disconnect from what your soul essence desires, who your soul essence is, who you truly are. So when you feel out of alignment, that's a time to check in and say, okay, how am I feeling? Do I want to continue to feel this way or what do I desire? Okay. What's the next best thing I can do to like bump me up from here to here. And it's like climbing it's like climbing a ladder, but it goes back to that deep intelligence with knowing yourself. Mm -hmm. So, oh, go ahead. Sorry. You know, what I really love about what you're sharing is that, Hey, for me, it's like, well, this is just law of attraction. Like it, you know, I I launched a quite a while back now, um, like a manifestation course. I kind of channeled through the Akasha and one of the exercises that they gave um, those who joined on one of the days was, you know, what is it very similar to what you said there? Like, what is it that brings you joy? Like, mm-hmm. is it going down to the beach with your dogs? Is it, it essentially like, what is the frequency that you want to be experiencing? So like, okay, well, I want to be feeling like I'm, I'm playing and I'm having fun. Okay. Well, what creates that in your day to day? So then it's kind of, yeah. So things like going to the beach or like going for a walk or calling a friend or blah, 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 blah. Like, so all of these different things, because all we're ever chasing as these embodied, like, human beings from a, from a soul place is a frequency. Mm-hmm. We 
see a thing and we're like, oh, that's, that's going to give me the frequency that I want. So the example that was in that course was, you know, when a rock star sees, they're like, oh, I want to be a rock star. I want to be on stage. It's like, okay, well, you're, you're craving a frequency of praise, of being seen, of blah, 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 blah. So there's a bunch of frequencies you're claiming, you're craving. How can you start to create those frequencies so that you begin resonating on that level today? And then you brought yourself into alignment with your desires. And then from there, as time goes on, if you come from that place and you create from that place and you feel from that place, the thing's just going to happen. And you're not even, you're going to look around and be like, oh, it's happened. How did I do that? Like, and you went, in a way, you almost won't even care because you'd be like, well, I've been feeling this way anyway for the past six months. So it's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love that you say that too, because that, that's how I feel. It's like anytime we see something that somebody has created or the way that they're living or being, it's never, I would say it's never the thing that you think it is. It's an energy. It's a frequency that that's what you're like desiring. Like if somebody is traveling and you're like, you feel jealous, like they're always traveling, they're always doing this. And I want that. Do you really want the travel or do you want the sense of adventure, Mm. the sense of freedom? Mm-hmm. And like the same thing I've, I've talked about this, um, in the past about like, when you get really triggered, when somebody posts a selfie or a picture, when they're feeling good and like, why, why does that trigger you? Because there's something in you that's craving what you're perceiving they're doing. They're confident, you know, they feel good in their body and things like that. And so you're exactly right. I feel the same way. It's, we're always chasing after a frequency. Mm. And maybe sometimes it is the thing you're like, Oh, I'd really like to run a retreat. This person's running retreat. I really want to do that. But a lot of times I find like when I check in with myself, I'm like, "Mm, this is what I'm desiring. I, I feel like I want this frequency. And then I have to stop and take it a step further and say, okay, what do I need to do? How can I give myself more of that frequency? And listen. And that's where body wisdom really comes in there. It's like, how, you know, how can you hold space for yourself to listen to what your body is telling you to listen to the channel guidance that comes through. And I think sometimes that's a hard piece for people is to be able to hold themselves in that space. Cause sometimes I get like that where I just get like, we talked about this before. It's like, you're looking so far inward. You're like, I can't even see. And so then sometimes (laughs) it's like, I need somebody that is a very trusted source to me to drop in and read my energy or to channel the Akasha for me right now, because I'm so far turned inward that I can't, I can't see the light out of like this deep tunnel that I've dug myself. But, um, yeah, I think that's really important is to be able to, to hold yourself and to trust yourself. And I know that you work really heavily with the, um, Akashic records. And so for people who are listening, um, and I'm sure they're asking like, well, can I read my own records? How can I do this? Mm-hmm. If you just want to like, give them like a little bit about like your belief around people being able to tap into the records, can everybody tap into the records or is it only reserved for exclusive people? Like, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Okay. Brilliant question. And oh, I feel kind of passionately about this because I see a lot of um, several sort of practitioners, practitioners in there around the Akashic out there in the world around Akashic records who give the sense of it being like gated or being like, you need to come through me, like buy my program. And then like, I'll give you access. I'll give you this like special prayer and like blah, 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 blah. And the way that I've received it is like, 
the the whole reason and intention behind having this akashic prayer to like quote unquote access the records isn't because it's like it's giving you some like ordainment where i bestow upon you the ability to go into the akashic records like it's nothing like that it's it goes back to what i was sharing before around permission like you're we have these like limited limitations within our within our collective mindset around gurus and like authority mm -hmm. and you need to go to like wherever like the church or like the like the high priest or the high whatever person it's going to be in order to get this thing that you're craving and and because we've kind of been patterned in that way we it almost like en enables us to have a and permission into the space that we're kind of used to. But then what, what is the reality is that all that's doing is just bypassing your stories and trying to move through the beliefs and blocks that you have around accessing it. When in reality, it's just here all the time because the Akashic Records isn't everything. It's a part of everything. It's a part of your soul. It's part of your um, sort of frequency within your, from that comes from your soul, soul records into your body, which without it, you wouldn't even be animated as a human being. So it's always there, it's always available, it's always accessible. And when you say that kind of like Akashic prayer to access it, you're really bringing your intent and the power of your intent focused into one place, one moment, one question, one desire, one thing. So there's power in that. So that's really the whole reason why that kind of like Akashic prayer is there. So it's just sometimes it's twisted to be, to look like it's something else, but to share, yes, you can absolutely access your own Akashic records. Yes, you can abs absolutely do it yourself. And sometimes it's helpful to work with someone in the same way that like, if I went to the gym and I didn't know how to bloody use any of the equipment, <laughs> it's like, can someone please help me? Because I actually don't know what I'm doing. It's that kind of thing. It's not like, oh, here, like, let me like open the door so that you can like get in because I've got the key. It's more like, hey, like, let me help you and like navigate you around this place because it's a little bit new and confusing for you. Mm -hmm. So it's more that kind of vibe rather than what is often, or at least that's how I like to, that's mm -hmm. how I've received it. That's how I like to present it and teach it. Because for me, that feels like, here's your power. Like you always had it, but I'm just showing you that actually here it is already. If you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I love everything that you just said, which is you're here to serve as a sacred guide and to support, you know, those you work with, whether it be with Akashic records and understanding it for themselves and supporting their, their way that they tap into it, how they feel it through their body, how they channel it. And you're not here to say, well, that's wrong. Like, this is how I do it. You have to do it this way, which I think is so key. That's the way that like, when I work with people and teach them on like doing energy healing or channeling, it's like, I'm going to share with you from my experiential lens. This is coming from Nicole, but this is not the only way. And I'm here to support your unique unfoldment of it. And I'm going to serve as a sacred guide in any way that I can. And, and I love that because when I'm picking who I'm going to work with as people who can support me on my journey, I always tap into the frequency of, are they going to allow me to co-create and have my own experience within this experience? Or are they going to tell me here it is, here's how to do it here's the steps. That's it. Because I won't do it. I won't work with people like that because for me, it's very important to have expression. So you can tell I'm very, I'm very passionate about expression, stifled expression and being told this is wrong. This is right. All this black and white. And I'm like, no, it's like this fucking rainbow colors. Like let's play in all of that. And so I appreciate the way that you know, you teach it and that you feel about it. And that really does come across in the work that you do and the containers that you hold. It's all about, 
you know, here helping paint the picture, but like, what does it feel like through your body? What came through and just supporting that. And I think that that is an energy piece that we're moving into as well as we move into 5d, we're getting away from this, um, you know, coming from the mindset, the personal development world, like here, do these 10 steps and it's going to get you this. It's like, that was great. That might've worked, you know, X amount of years ago, but we're moving into a new frequency of energy where it's more like, well, like, what do you think? How do you want to play in this? What does that feel like to you? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I used to think I was wrong for thinking that when I would work with clients, I'd be like, oh, like, is this how I should be doing it? Like, or should I be telling them this? And I was like, no, that doesn't feel right to me. And so I love hearing that your perspective and how you feel about all of that. I think it's really beautiful to hear. I mean, a lot of it as well, what I, I love about this, this 5D play is, you know, so for me, I love, you know, almost sitting in the paradox here, you know, someone's like, here's your, the formula for like launching your business and like, just follow this and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, cool. I'll have a look at that. <laughs> like, I'm not like, no, it's like a formula. I don't want to look at it. Mm-hmm. I'm more like, okay, let me get the vibe of what they're saying here. Mm-hmm. And I can do that for this course and that course and that person and that guru. And this is just my personal way. And I can do this. Some people are like, no, it's way too confusing. Like, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. But from that space of seeing the like quote unquote formulas, I can be like, okay, my soul discerns out of this. Mm-hmm. no that doesn't work oh that feels really sleazy no too salesy I can add in this I can so you start becoming you know like when you see a recipe like on a website you're like oh yeah like I'm making this curry oh no I don't like ginger I'm gonna put in like cardamom instead like mm-hmm. it's more it's like that kind of thing because there is certainly space for the the knowledge of people who've come before but that doesn't mean like you said that it's like this or die like mm-hmm. do you know what I mean which is some which is kind of how it's been before it's like you're wrong. Like you said, you're wrong. That's not how you do it. You're going to fail if you do it that way. Good luck on your journey. I'm not work- working with you. And frankly, there's a lot of people out there who are freaking traumatized from w- working with coaches who have been like that. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, oh, this whole, this whole area is just like dark, basically. Yeah. I just don't want to work in there. And it's a shame because, you know, as a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs like yourself, like me, like others of our friends who are coming from the space of deep integrity, they're not operating in that way anymore, but there's a lot of wounding that's happened that's mean, meant a lot of people have fled from the whole bloody thing, basically. So we're starting to turn the story around and really rewrite the narrative around what it means to be an entrepreneur, a business owner, a service provider. And, you know, hopefully we'll start to, you know, recover and heal some of those wounds and come into greater um, service and integrity as we move forward with products, offerings, coaching, whatever, healing, whatever it is that we're doing, basically. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I think like with you talking about like being able to take the formula and to pick out like, oh, I like this. I don't like that. That's where our sovereignty, our discernment comes mm-hmm. into play. Mm-hmm. And that's really important too. Like when you have a mentor or you're in a mastermind or a container is, is the person who is guiding that, do they leave permission for me to discern and to pick and to choose and to kind of create my own recipe for myself. And that's something that like, I really appreciate when I work with others that they, that they allow that space because that's how I, that's how I flow from. And that's how I feel best. And some people may not like that. Some people may like, Hey, I, I need the 10 steps. This is what I want and I'm going to do it. And that makes me feel good. That is great. That is beautiful. Oh, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And you're like, you're just, and I'm going to be like, mm, 
yeah, Nicole's probably not going to be for you because that's just not mm-hmm. how I am. And that's a thing too, that I've had to come to realize in this, in the work that I do, it's like this, I'm not for everybody. And that is okay. Because early on, I'd be like, I want to help everybody. I want to just work with everybody. And the universe will surely bring you everybody. And you'll learn real quick. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't want to work with everybody because this is not what I'm calling in. And working with you, it helped me really start to hone in on declaring and claiming these are the people that I want to work with. And before I used to be really nervous and be like, like, I can't work with powerful people. I can't work with people who are Reiki masters like me. I can't work with shamanic practitioners. Like, why would they want to work with me? Like, we're like equal or like, I'd be like, oh my, like, you know, we'd put them on like a pedestal. Mm-hmm. But once I was like, no, I want to work with people who are powerful, who are wanting to step into unleashing this really deep rooted expression around, you know, the sacred feminine and goddess energy. And once I declared that, when I did, um, the higher octave, it was like, that's what I started to draw. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, like, why would a Reiki master want to work with me? I'm a Reiki master. Like, why do they want to work with me? And I started to call in all of these powerful people. And it's not just the titles or the labels that are powerful. Like when they came in, their energy was so powerful. And I'm just like, they have so much untapped potential, but I could see so much of myself in them because I would hide behind things as well to not allow my full potential or my expression to come out because I didn't want to be judged, ridiculed, or shamed. There's like a lot of past life trauma, a lot of childhood trauma around expressing, around talking too much, around being too sensitive, too tenderhearted. And so like when I work with those people, it's like I can see myself in their story in some way, some shape, so some form. And so like, this is why I draw to me the certain souls that I work with. It's because like, I, I have been you, I am you, like, I see you, I get you. And I think that's really powerful. Once we claim like, this is who I desire to serve. It's not negating all the other people saying you're not worthy of working with me. It's just to say, you know, there are other people who can serve you better than I could. Here's who I'm here to serve right now in this moment. Oh, I love that. And you know, it's so funny. It makes me think about, um, one of my mentors, he says, um, it's easier to create what you really want than it is to create what you think you can get. And I feel like this is essentially what the story that you've just shared there is like, Oh, like, can I get, this comes a lot down to permission. Can I get, uh, I don't They're the same sort of status quote unquote as me. And it's like, what do you actually really want? And what are you thinking that you're kind of like worthy of, or you can get if you ask for it? Like, Mm -hmm. and it's like coming into that space of like, actually, this is what I really, really want. And how can I create from the space within myself that this is just my very ordinary reality that this is the way that I create this is the way I flow this is a person I work with you know I used to be so upset when someone would unsubscribe from my email list I was like what did I do wrong like how (laughs) how, what did I say oh god and like just and I'm like oh that's really nice like they are now liberated to just go and spend their energy with someone who actually like really resonates with them and my community is now uh kind of tighter if that's maybe the right word it's more close-knit and focused mm-hmm. in on the kind of person I really 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 and I that gets me excited I'm like yes one less person but like this community is so much more focused now on the person and the transformations that I can create for these people mm-hmm. so it's an interesting like inversion that I've had in my mindset which comes through that entrepreneurial process of like 
okay, clearing the guilt, clearing the shame, clearing the fears, clearing the permissions, you know, all of those things as, as fine down to the layer that you can. And then, oh, some more um, action was taken, the imposter syndrome's got worse, and it turns out there's actually more layers. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then we keep going. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's a never, it's a never ending, beautiful cyclic journey, right? It's never ending. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is, exactly. And I, and that's what makes it beautiful. You know, it's so funny when I drop in with the Akashic Masters, they say, you know, you can clear this now and just be done with it, or you can keep going for another few months. In fact, you can even take it into your next lifetime if you want. Like, we'll just stand back and be fine with you doing that. We'll help you. Like, no worries. We'll keep telling you the same thing over and over again. Which would you rather do? Keep struggling with this resistance for the next 10 lifetimes or clear it now? I'm like, hmm, I guess I'd rather clear it now. <laughs> but, you know, like, your mind doesn't really let you do that at the moment. But yeah, the, yeah. The best we can do to come into that space, I suppose. <laughs> I love that. And so before we end the podcast, is there anything that you would like to leave the listeners with regarding, you know, either like um, a channeled message you want to share or regarding 5D business or entrepreneurship, whatever it is that you would like to leave the audience with, the floor is yours. I feel like the message that wants to come through is like, you're doing it, give yourself grace it's it, it's it's an interesting paradox of it isn't an easy journey and it can be the easiest journey if we just allow ourselves to just let go and surrender into that full space and just say you know like what do I want to create what do I want to create and if you start from that space of what do I want to create into the world all all that can flow beyond that if you just re- totally release and surrender into that will be guided will be d- divinely inspired will be syn- synchronicities that flow your way there'll be support there'll just be all kinds of things that flow into that space when you release into that into that path of permission permission feels like such a big thing for me in in this call today and i feel like that's particularly potent if you're a female entrepreneur because it's something that we we as a collective often struggle with so just giving yourself grace, knowing that you're doing it and day in, day out, just giving yourself that permission that maybe you felt like you didn't have in a, in a past life or in an earlier time in your life. Just giving yourself, yourself that permission to create what you want to experience and to have in your life and in your reality. I just love, I just love if, if that was the one thing you took away from this podcast, I, I'll be really happy. So mm, It's so beautiful. I love that. And if people want to connect with you or work with you, where are the best places that they can do that? And I'll make sure I'll include it in the show notes as well. Okay. That'd be awesome. Um, so I've got a um, free download that you can download over at akashiccode.com forward slash money. So this is essentially helping female entrepreneurs and healers and creators clear that money block for good. So it's a five day audio <laughs> audio process where we'll discover what your biggest money limitation is. We'll clear it, rewrite it, open you to abundance and then help you act from that place of abundance. So if that feels like something that's interesting for you, that's at akashiccode.com forward slash money. Um, and I'm on Instagram. It's probably the best place to pop over and follow what I'm up to. So that's again, Akashic Code. Um, so just DM me, probably the best way to reach out. Just send me a DM if, if there's anything that, calls out to you um I do offer three free calls per week to my community so if you are in that place of wanting to build your business of wanting to expand or pivot or whatever it is that you're creating let me know and we'll see if we can set up a time for you to hop on a call and I can support you in some way 
Awesome. And definitely take her up on that. I've done some courses and I'll be doing a call with her because your girl, Nicole has some money blocks that she needs to work through. And Jen's going to help me to dive <laughs> layers deeper. And, and that's a thing too. So if you're listening and you're somebody in the position who guides others, or you are a healer, or you are a coach, it is okay to seek sacred support from people in your community. And this is something that's so beautiful when you find people that can hold you and who can receive you and see you for who you are and help you go deeper. That's really, really important. And I'm always reminding people that that doesn't make you less than whatever field you're in. It doesn't make you less knowledgeable. It doesn't make you like whatever labels you're attaching. It doesn't make you those things. We all need sacred support. And that's something that I have learned along my journey and just really trusting that. And so I'm going to be working with Jen to go deeper. So with taking her up on those free uh, calls that she offers to her community, I highly recommend that you guys connect with her. Um, she's really great and at helping you tap in, drop in to find that flow and to supporting the sacred structures, which is something that I had struggled with and now I'm finding flowing because I'm making everything. If I say it's, if I say it's sacred, it just feels really good to my feminine energy. <laughs> it does. It feels good to my feminine energy. If I'm like sacred structures, sacred strategies, sacred setups. And I'm like, okay, I'm here for this. This feels really, feels very 5d. And so I'm like, I can get down with that. So <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for being on here today, Jen. We, I just loved listening to everything you had to say. I know my audience is going to love it. So I just appreciate you so much. Well, thank you so much. And I appreciate you. It's just been wild and expressive and expansive to be on here with you. So thank you so much. You're so welcome. And to everybody who's listening, thank you so much for joining us today. And I will catch you on the next episode until next time.